Hey guys, welcome to The Guest Life, episode 12. We're lucky enough to have Dan Doyle here from the Legacy Realty team. Um, he is the co-founder of Legacy Realty as well as the real estate broker. Um, Dan, I've known you for a couple of years, but it's great to finally have you on the show. Absolutely. No, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. Um, Dan's a true Hamiltonian. He's been uh, living in Hamilton his whole life. Um, <laughs> born and raised. He's proud. Um, me and Dan get into it on the hockey, on the back in the day. Still, Tuesday nights get a little on the hand. Um, just a little bit about the Guest Life podcast, guys. This is episode 12 now. It's awesome that we've had such good impact on the city. Um, we're bringing guys like Dan in, uh, leaders of their industry, as well as you know entrepreneurs, people that are like-minded, as well as people that are constantly giving back to the city and, and really changing the dynamic of you know how business is done and how relationships are built and then also kind of a little bit of the story and the, the you know the background history of um of dan and and his uh his journey and entrepreneurship and uh and some of the new challenges that he's facing so dan we're happy to have you on board thank you um dan tell us a little bit about the legacy realty team i know that's a it's a new thing for you um being a co-founder what uh, what made you get into that uh, it's a, it's a bit of a transition actually. Uh, Legacy started in in January of this year. We kind of really kicked it off there with our branding, everything like that. But previous to that, it was the Doyle team, who had we had a lot of recognition in the city and things like that. But uh, we wanted to bring on a lot more agents and other people that we onto our team. And it's a bit of an ego thing for people to want to join when it's a Doyle team or whatever it is. So we kind of checked our ego at the, at the front door and said, okay, let's drop our name, call it uh, Legacy Realty. Uh, we got a lot of good guys on our team now, uh, heavy hitters that do a lot of uh, commercial and residential real estate. Uh, and I mean, it just, you know, we have a great team. Everyone's getting along. Uh, everything's flowing very nicely. So it seems to be like it was a good decision for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, if you guys go downtown, obviously you see the new brandings everywhere. The uh, golden are, black. Yeah. yeah, you guys are really doing a great job of, yeah. of branding in the city. And, you know, the Doyle team, uh, between, you know, you and your brother Derek, um, it's been a great dynamic in the city, kind of watching you guys grow from afar, um, being me and now getting to know yeah. you a little bit better, seeing how the, the real estate market is changing. And yeah. And that's, that's kind of where it started is uh, everything was from uh, Ambitious Realty, right? With Derek, he started Ambitious Realty and uh, and that's where my background kind of came in. He brought me into the real estate world, which I'm very appreciative of, of him doing that and showing me kind of the ropes of, uh, of doing all that. And uh, he, so he started with Ambitious. I joined on where we were the Doyle team throughout Ambitious, yep. moved to Keller Williams. And then from Keller Williams, we were the Doyle team there. And then uh, we're still with Keller Williams now, but uh, our branding is Legacy Realty. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we do, uh, we do run quite well right now. It's good. It's, it's good. And how do you, how do you find building a team? What's like kind of the, you know, some of the challenges as well as some, you know, some of the rewarding factors in building a team within the real estate agency? It's, you know, there's obviously the beginning challenges of, you know, because with us, our business is a lot of off the market, um, especially with the, the commercial aspect of it. We have a lot of our own buyers uh, that we, you know, my brother and I have developed over many years of, you know, picking up the phone, calling, creating relationships, you know, with people throughout the city and buyers and sellers. Um, so it was difficult for us to kind of bring on people and open up that book because we always know that people can take those relationships and, you know, leave or, and do whatever. Right. So, um, 
it, it was difficult at first, but at some point, you, you if you want to grow, you have to kind of drop that as well and open it up and hopefully, you know, treat the people well enough that they don't feel like they need to leave. Yeah. Right. That that was a big aspect for us is that, you know, you can either, you know, keep everything closed chested and, you know, not be able to grow um, or open it up, trust them, treat them right and make sure that they stay around for years. And that's what I think we have now with Legacy is we have a, a good group of guys that are all like minded. We're all open. We're all open with our business. We share everything and, you know, everyone's respectful. And, and you know, when it comes down to certain things is. When it comes down to, you know, some bigger deals and bigger commissions and things like that, people can get funny. And we find that with our group, it's not like that. Wow. Everyone's pretty trustworthy in that sense. And it makes it easier for us to grow when there's all that trust. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How are you finding the real estate industry? I mean, probably the most, you know, asked question, I'm sure. Is, yeah. How's the market? Um, but, I mean, wh- what's, the, what's the dynamic of, like, how did you get started with real estate? Right. So I, I've always uh, been involved in, you know, I've always been kind of that uh, mover and shaker and hustler and trying to get uh, sales done ever since I was a young, a young kid. But uh, I actually started out with uh, an electrical apprenticeship. Okay. Um, I did that for a bit. And I guess there was a bit of tough times with construction. I got laid off a few times within a year. Um, I said, you know what, I'm not, I always, I always figured I was also going to own my own business, but you have to start out as an apprentice and then do all that to, to get to own your own business. And uh, after being laid off a few times, I was, I hated the uncertainty of, you know, when's the next paycheck going to come in. It was just like my job was so reliant on if that boss did a good enough job for him to have bring work into the business. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that. Uh, so I actually went back to school to insurance. Uh, so I took insurance and graduated from that. Um, and the insurance was to me more stable. Yeah. Uh, even in the, the worst economy, it's like you still, people are still going to get car insurance, home insurance, the whole bit. So I became, I, I got my license for that. Then I got my broker's license on top. Um, and then I started doing, uh, selling insurance, uh, for that. And within my, the first year I got hired, I'd got, uh, I think third place in the office for top sales. Wow. Um, and I actually saw one of my buddies he uh, that worked there. He got uh, first place, so it was like a big ceremony at the end of the year, all that kind of stuff. He got his award, um, and I just remember seeing him, and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm getting that next year. Um, and I actually did. So my, sec- my second full year where I was fully uh, hired there from January to January, I actually got top sales broker for my whole company. Wow. <laughs> like all the way through. And, and what, uh, what age is this at? Uh, probably 23. <laughs> 23 24 so i i, like, I was in by in, in november and december i was actually in a race with the guy who's been there the longest he's been there for like 12 15 years in that office same chair everything um uh, and uh i i just like i actually had like all my holidays booked towards the end of the year by christmas i wanted to get that like christmas holidays in yep. um and it actually ended up getting like close down to like we were in between like one to ten sales and that can like change within a week so i canceled all of my uh, I canceled all my holidays and I just to beat him and I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, worth the pain, eh? Well, I figured, you know what I mean? What's holidays compared to like saying top sales broker? Yeah. I was like, I, I could take, you know, I'm going to have many Christmases left in my life. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get top sales broker or be in that opportunity again. Yeah. So I said, you know, toss, I tossed those to the side and got top sales broker after that. And uh, after, yeah, once I got top sales broker, I realized that it's, it's too long of a battle to get to the top. Yeah. Uh, like it's too like that. Like I said, like that guy was sitting there for like twelve to fifteen years in the same chair and the same everything, and it's just I looked at him too, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy sitting there for 12, 15 years. 
uh, it wasn't for me. So I was, you know, I was kind of looking at another avenue. I figured that I'd probably go into commercial insurance as a broker. Uh, it's kind of like uh, commercial real estate in a sense to where it's like you're not in an office, you're going out to business owners and all that kind of stuff, trying to get their business. Uh, but that's when Derek started Ambitious. So he needed, you know, some support on his side and things like that to run the business, to like have his actual run his real estate business. But then he was also running the brokerage. So he was kind of busy at that point. He's like, why don't you come get your real estate license? And I was like, ah, you know, like that's kind of your gig. It was like a pride thing. I was like, I didn't want to seem like I had a little brother, like riding the older brother's coattails in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I kind of like said no and, and all that. And he's like, well, what are you making? And I told him what I was making. And he's like, you know, I, I could probably do that. I could probably do that for you in three months. And I said, okay, where do I, like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't care about the pride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sign me up. So I got one, got my license, uh, went and got my broker's license uh, very shortly after as well. Um, so I'm a broker now and then, yeah, we've been working together side by side for like five and a half years now for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's the difference just for people listening between, cause I don't know, between, um, like a real estate agent, a real estate broker. There's not, there's not much difference. It's not like it, it holds you back from selling anything. Uh, it's more of, you know, a different recognition. Uh, like you went to, you know, a further part of schooling, a further part of testing, you know what I mean? You paid the money to do all that. Uh, so it's just, you know, a little, a little bit further, but you know, some of the biggest agents in, in Hamilton are, are just real estate agents. What the brokerage does is it actually allows you to also become a, a, a broker of record, which is basically a manager of a brokerage. You manage all the agents and, you know, compliance and all that. Um, and then it also gives you the ability to open up your own brokerage. So as a sales agent, you can't be a broker of record and you can't open up your own brokerage. So it just gives me the freedom to, I just always want, I wanted it purely for the designation. I thought broker sounded better than salesperson. Yep. Uh, so I, I went for that and, and then I'll, <clears throat> right now I'm actually doing my CCIM, which is a commercial uh, expert. Basically once I have that, I'll be a commercial expert. Uh, it's basically like, a, what's it for, for university, like a master's of commercial real estate. Okay. Um, so that, that's, you know, it's a, it's a lengthy program and all that, and you have to hit, hit certain criteria to even get it. So even if you do all the schooling, you have to hit certain criteria of like X amount of dollars sold in real estate, involved in real estate. Uh, so I should, before this COVID stuff happened, I was supposed to be flying down to the States to do that. Wow. And I would have, I would have had it finished by the end of this year. And I would have, I, I, at a Hamilton, there's at a, at a, like basically a 45 minute radius from Hamilton, I would have been like. There's like 10, six to 10 people that are commercial experts, and I would have been the youngest by like at least 10 years. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's an ama- and it's an amazing transition to kind of continue learning and continue getting those, you know, recognitions. Yeah. Um, that's what, yeah, continuing education, and that's what I want. It's more, I want the alphabet beside my, my name is what I tell people, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I think we're always striving for more, especially as entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, the nice thing about, when you want it, like it's out there, mm-hmm. right? The information's out there. The courses are out there. Um, putting in the work is the, you know, is the difference maker. Absolutely. It's, uh, there's a quote that like, once you stop learning, you, you stop growing or you like, you, you kind of, your business starts to decline from that point. Right. Yeah. So I always took that, uh, you know, I, I took that pretty heavily and just like always said, like, if I continue learning, that means I'm continue growing and my business will continue to do better. Yeah. Your, um, you know, your team what do you guys focus on like because i know you do a lot of commercial but as well you know you still do residential um do you guys have specific like do you find realtors are specifically for specific markets or is it kind of you know obviously you're going to be an expert in the commercial side of things um do your does your team focus on both 
Yeah, so we we have uh, we have guys that will you know focus on the on the residential side of it, and we have guys that focus on the commercial. Uh, typically, what I do find in being in the industry is that like if you're a residential agent, um, you typically won't really dip into the commercial side. It's a whole different animal. Uh, it's you know the, everything everything's structured differently the way it is, and yeah. typically if you're doing very well in resident in residential, it's you know try to be a master at one or the other. Uh, when you're in commercial, you typically will do majority of commercial, say like 85% commercial and then like 15% of the residential. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, where I am, where I do a lot of commercial, but like friends, family, you know, of referrals that come in, it's like, I, I want to help them in the, on the residential side, right? It's, it is two different animals, but I do definitely still enjoy dealing with the, the personal aspect of residential because yeah. commercial is pretty cut and dry, like if the numbers make sense, they're interested. If they're not, they're not really caring about the color of the, the carpet or whatever that is right in the building. Yeah. And what would be your ideal client as a commercial? I mean, people that have money and want a space, but like, how do you find clients? Uh, just creating relationships. We, uh, a lot of it the, at the beginning when I first started, um, you know, Derek was some help and, and some guidance and all that, but it was more like pick up the phone. It wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like feeding me clients and all that kind of stuff. He wasn't, uh, you know, making, just giving me everything up front. It was, you know, pick up, pick up the phone, call people, call business owners, call that, create the relationships, yeah. uh, which I have over the five, over the five years. Right. So now it's just a matter of, you know, linking all the buyers that I have to all the sellers that I have, right. They have the properties, they have that. And it's like, okay, who's going to, who wants this one, right. Not everyone wants that one, but yeah. like. It's just linking it, right? And I just continue to do that. And now the pool of buyers and sellers are so big that we can usually facilitate all the sales in-house. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot, a lot of our, about 85% of our business is completely off the market. Like, they, like it won't hit MLS. It won't be advertised in a sense. It's uh, we'll contact one of our clients or he'll contact us and say, hey, we're interested in selling and we'll bring our buyer right to that property. Well, we don't need, like we don't necessarily need to have it on the market. Well, and it just makes things smoother, correct? And it, it does because what that does is you know you know the seller, you know the buyer. Um, you know if something is on MLS, there's another agent involved, and then there's another buyer or whatever the case may be. Yep. Um, and you don't know who that person is. You don't know if that agent qualified them to actually bring them to the property and they can afford it. Uh, they don't know if, like if it's you know if it's their very first time buying a commercial property. Um, there's a lot of hoops to jump through to be able to have that property come to a point of closing. Uh, so some people just don't have the stomach for it. There's a lot of ups and downs. Like there's a lot of, you know, everything's going well. And then all of a sudden it doesn't. And we found that, you know, the experienced guys and the guys who've been the, through the game quite often, yeah. they know that these things are coming up. They prepare for them. And when, you know, big things do come up, it's, it's more of an adjustment instead of like backing off. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, so like we have those guys and, you know, we, we know who, who are good buyers and good sellers and things like that. And we usually typically deal with guys who, are you know easy easy going in a sense right and those are typically the best guys to deal with but uh, at the same time it's yeah you know, we 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 will we'll deal with anyone who's willing to buy or sell right yeah exactly i mean mm -hmm. you, i think in any industry you're trying to find a great you know you're not just offering a great service but you know you want to have a good client that respects that and, and kind of you know appreciates all the hard work you're going to put in for them as well yeah. not just kind of lowest price gets it and you know trying to take advantage of it yeah, we're we're uh, we're an industry that's a little bit different, right? Like if if you talk to your lawyer or accountant or whatever it is, they're usually hitting the clock, and it's like you're being paid. They're they're paid to you know you're paying for them to even have that conversation, or any work that they do. 
to where real estate, it's like we could be three, four months into a deal and then it just falls apart. Like we don't get paid for like three, four months for like all those hours that we put into it. Right. So you want to make sure that you're dealing with, you know, people that are reputable and, you know, that, that have the experience to be able to close, close deals and, and, and know what to expect as the going through the conditional periods. It's a huge event, you know, it and, is. And, and your marketing, because you guys do marketing for them as well. It's normally. everything, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're, it's not just that we don't get paid. It's that we're actually at a loss of thousands of dollars if somebody, you know, gets cold feet and just doesn't want to close the deal. Yeah. Right. So it's a, yeah, you just have to, you know, but sometimes you just got to have faith in people too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta put it out there for sure. Yeah. You have to have faith in people because sometimes people will surprise you, so. Yeah, and you you know, it's always said like the the car salesman, you know, the guy that walks in without you know, ripped jeans on and stuff like that. If you you know, everyone has to give them the same service. Yeah, right? everybody's equal and uh, give them the same opportunity, and you don't judge a book by its cover. I found that 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 was actually like one of the biggest things that when I first started is I always thought the business people are you know the suits, the nice cars, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, a lot. Of, not everyone, but a lot of the you know the more wealthier guys that we do deal with are they're very casual. Uh, you wouldn't think that, you know, they're able to buy some of the buildings that, you know, that they are buying, but th that's just the way that they are. That's their personality is they're down to earth and they're very easygoing and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I, I've learned that from the, at, at very early stage is like always treat everyone as a buyer and always treat everyone as a seller, no matter what they look like. Yeah. yeah. Always open the door. Always. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. Right? Yeah. What, um, you guys are doing a new project downtown that you guys got the list, uh, leasing yeah, agreement down at, for? Uh, down at 20 George. So that's, uh, that's uh, the newest building in Hamilton anyways. It's the newest apartment building, uh, and it's, it's solely apartments. There's, there's no condos in it. Really? Um, yeah, 242 units. That's, without even a biased opinion, I do think it's the, the best apartment in Hamilton yeah. by far. Um, like the units are, the, the layouts are in it, the design, the finishes, everything like that, very nice, uh, right smack dab and basically the core of Hamilton, yep. walking distance to everything, easy to get to the highway, you but can see it from everywhere. yeah, and the views are like actually like unreal. Like a lot of our marketing is the, you know, the, the views alone is just like a reason to go to that building. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough to, uh, fortunate enough to walk through it with, uh, with Derek one morning. It was absolutely stunning. Like, yeah. Even I find like some of the smaller units weren't small, right? Like, they're not from they're, an apartment style because they're leasing. Yeah, it's it, it's not like even uh, like we had the, our smallest unit would be a one bedroom, um, but like there's as much as the it, it's a good size for one, but uh, each unit has like kind of you know a, a major positive to it. So like a one bedroom gets a super wide balcony. Where you know a two bedroom will get a very long balcony. It's 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 like they the 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 builder and the designer and everything all came. But I I, th I feel like they knocked that one out of the park. I really do. Yeah. Like everyone should kind of go and take a look at that building. Like if they're interested in renting, because that I I, th I do think that's the number one spot. And what how so, two hundred forty two you said mm -hmm. two hundred forty two units. You're talking about you know uh, real estate industry that's. You know, marketing's a huge piece, and everybody now is doing the, you know, the virtual tours and stuff like that. I notice it because I'm on Facebook and Instagram because you guys are doing some really, really great ad stuff. Um, you know, f from a guest plumbing standpoint, we're doing a lot of things differently in terms of social media marketing and stuff like that. But with Marquee, which is the brand that you guys created for the building, yeah. um, that was all you guys, correct? 
Yeah, like we, you know, we had obviously uh, Derek and I aren't like marketing uh, gurus and all that kind of stuff. Like we, uh, we had, we reached out to people and we collaborated with it. Uh, but when it came down to, you know, picking the logo, picking the the colors for the building, the like the logo colors, uh, the name for the building, yeah. and all that, like that was like heavily involved with our input, uh, which is pretty cool. Is that because like once that building gets named, it's typically never going to be named again. No. Like as long you know, it's it's gonna be that that's gonna be that name. Yeah. So in you know, twenty years from now, it's like yeah, we had a hand in like you know picking the name for that property and doing the branding and all that. Um, so yeah, we have we have a, a good reach for people to you know to get all that stuff done. And the builder was very happy with it. He uh, it was you know obviously gave him a whole bunch of uh, different options, um, and he agreed on the same one that we agreed on, and it was it was pretty good. So he was happy with it. A little bit of synergy there. Yeah, no, he he like yeah he liked the colors. He liked uh, the the name of it. The name is unique. It's it's fresh, and the, the building is unique and it's fresh. It's the only curved building in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet, man. I love it. It is. It's uh, it, I, if I didn't get a dog, I'd probably be living. There. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the dog. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about me and Derek's uh, or Dan's history is, um, I used to see Derek and I used to see Dan all over downtown and then all of a sudden the Doyle team popped up and as I was getting into the industry with just you know being around downtown yeah. and being part of the core um, you know a lot of the restaurant owners would get us involved and then um, you know we started playing hockey and you know I sponsor a hockey team Tuesday nights and all of a sudden you know I get these calls from Dan saying oh I think we're playing you guys yeah. um, so you know I've had the you know the opportunity to talk to you on a very personal level as well as a business level um, and I think for a lot of people not being able to have you know these these big names in the city like you know like you and your brother um, being able to kind of connect with them like what's one of the things that makes you like always remember that one deal that you had in real estate like Maybe it was a learning curve. Maybe it was your biggest one. Obviously, talking about insurance, you had those like big, you yeah. know, those big plays. But, um, you know, what was one of the like was the marquee the big deal for you guys? Is your most memorable, or was it was the it, the marquee was you know is, is a great opportunity. It's uh, something that you know we haven't done before is doing a, a new build and, and leasing and everything like that. Um, I would say it's always getting to something that's like the next level. So it's like you know the one of the when we did the a big multi residential deal. It was like okay, like that was that's a nice benchmark to hit, uh, the 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 marquee, like very nice benchmark to hit. Let's continue it going. But stuff that I would actually remember, and you know, may, people may not agree with me, but it's uh, first time buyers in residential. Yeah, I actually love doing it. Uh, like some people think they're a bit of a you know pain in the ass to deal with because there's nervousness, and typically it's you know dad and mom's approval, and all that as well. But um, I I feel you always remember your first purchase. You always remember the people that helped you through your first purchase and all that as well. So it's I I I, I do enjoy it. Like when people say it's their first uh, their first uh, time buying, it's like some people you know rather not deal with it. I'm actually excited to deal with it because I feel like they're going to be remembered. I want to treat them well yeah. uh, with that, and I want to make sure that they get a good deal. And and then you hear like you're, you're a couple of years down the road, especially with the market, right? It's been continuously going up for many years, right? And it's just. They buy the place and then you run into them, you know, you, you obviously keep up to date with them and stuff, but you talk to them a few years down the road and they're like, oh my God, my house is worth this much. And it's like, you know, they're obviously calculating how much money they have and it's like the good feeling. And it's, I, I, that's, that's typically what I like uh, to, to do is the first time home buyer stuff. Yeah. 
I like I love it. Like that's that's awesome to me. And that's, it's not like it's big stuff. Like you know, like I know some people would say, yeah, the, the the big commercial deals and all that. Like, yeah, they're nice. They're they're nice benchmarks. I love doing them because it just means that like we're getting bigger and bigger in that. But the yeah, it's just like the first time home buyers. It's just like. The, the, all the nervousness like when they actually close the deal and they're moved in they're super happy like they, they they broke through like a big cycle of like their biggest purchase ever and all that and i, I feel it's a good feeling that's awesome and yeah. i mean i remember mine i was petrified that's what i mean right? yeah scared, like, like I, I, you know, i'll, right I'll never forget and... that that uh, that transaction it felt like it was for like two years but yeah and i feel like i, I kind of have a personality to to help people in that their first time home buyers as do like I, I I come at it like with a calm approach, right? Like and you know what I mean try to like let them know that like you know it's a it's a confident decision that they're making, yeah. and go through that, right? And it's I, I've dealt with, it's it's funny enough because I've dealt with a, like quite a lot of them, yeah. with first time home buyers, and it's like they've all gone pretty like relatively well all the way through. It's amazing. Yeah. So what sets um like what sets you guys apart from the legacy team? you know, compared to besides the fact that, you know, your, your wealth and knowledge and you guys have been around for such a long period of time, like what do you guys do that really sets yourselves apart? Um, you know, obviously I can pick it out. Branding it, I think is fantastic. And, um, but what made you like, you know, what do you guys see as key indicators? Uh, it, when it comes down to commercial is, is service. Um, you know, like when it, when it comes down to commercial, like, you know, there's obviously the, the big giants out there, the CVREs and companies like that, that are, you know, they're international, some of them are international companies and, um, and all that too. And it's, you know, some people, when they have a big property, it's like that, well, who do I call? They call those people. Um, and it's just like, because we're more of a tight knit team, our service is like through the roof. We've dealt with it many of times where there's other companies that, uh, you know, there are clients that call those bigger companies, you know, nothing much really happened on their property, their their contract expired, you know, we reached out to them saying, hey, you know, we'd like to take that on, we think we'd be able to get the job done. Uh, and just how we follow through with them and the amount of service that they, they truly get. Uh, not to say like, the, those bigger companies do a bad job, they, they wouldn't be around if they did. Um, but, you know, on, on a service level and a personal level, I think that, you know, we could we outdo them there. Um, you know, we, they have a big reach, but I think our service is, is where it matters. And if you're going to be selling a commercial property in Hamilton, like I feel Derek and I and our team is like, there's no one who knows the commercial real estate market in Hamilton better than us. A lot of these guys are coming from out of town. And one of the reasons, like you're on a couple of boards as well too. Yeah. Like so I see on, it at every single event that I've yeah. been to, whether it's you or whether it's your brother, which is, I think is so important. Like, I mean, I spent so much, so many evenings and weekends of, you know, a lot of people don't not they don't see like they're supposed to see, but um, you know, as an entrepreneur and being part of the city, like you have to go to these events because you have to support, you know, the the people that support you, and uh, you know, you're on a couple different boards. Yeah, so I'm on the uh, I'm on the HDIA, but it, and Derek's on the Hamilton Builders Association. Like we're both. Uh, I'm uh, Derek's a member, but I'm actually sitting. I'm on uh, the I'm on the actual board. And what, of directors. what uh, organization is that called? That's the Hamilton uh, Division Apartment Association. Oh, wow. So that deals with like all the landlords and things like that. So that's, you know, lobbyists and things. So it's, you know, I have the, you know, we, we kind of get the first information on, you know, things that are changing throughout the, the apartment and multi-residential uh, uh, industry um, and things like that. And I, on my board, I, you know, I sit with all different walks of people, like some people that are very high up in the banks, people that, you know, lar large multi-residential property management companies yep. and all that. So it's, you know, I get to, you know, ask them questions as much as I possibly can. Yeah. 
because they're much bigger than I am and I get to, you know, hear their feedback. But that's something that we've actually established with our team is that everyone has to join a board or sorry, even become a member of whatever it is. So um, I started that with the HDAA. Uh, Derek's on, the, like I said, the Hamilton Builders. But Derek's also been a part of like many things, you know, the Chamber uh, of Commerce. The, yeah, well Chamber around. of Commerce. He was on uh, Yep, which was the Young Entrepreneurs yep. uh, thing like that. So he's he started that. And it's we realized that, you know, it, it's not a matter of like the business that comes through because not a lot of business, you know, comes from that. But it's just the, it's the relationships. So it's, you know, no one's saying like, hey, let me, you know, do let's do business this way. But it's the ripple effect of, you know, you've seen me many of times at these events. We create a relationship. There's a trust value there. And maybe it's a referral to something else. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it is important just to, to create relationships that way, too. That's great. Great advice for anyone coming up. And I mean, I can attest to that. Just being involved in the community and going to those boards. And also you learn a lot from people that have already done it exactly right like it's one thing to like you know learn from your mistakes but like i'd also rather learn from 15 other people's mistakes so i don't make them yeah and it's nice to see the what the the biggest the bigger guys do in a, in a sense you know like they've they've been in the game for you know as long as i've been born if not longer um and it's like they have you know systems and protocols all in place right so it's like if you can avoid a problem or something before it actually comes up because you're able to hear these people's advice and and everything like that, like that, that's a huge asset to have. Yeah, massive. Right, is, is, is fix it before it actually comes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for somebody that wants to get into the real estate industry, um, being from Hamilton, like tell us a little bit about, you know, what stuff in the community that you and your brother do, um, as well as your team. Like what, what, are, what in the community are you guys involved with? Uh, so like we've done, uh, charity things like that. We're always, you know, we'll always go to charity events to help out that way. Um, and the recent years, I think, you know, we, we've maybe pulled back a little bit from that, but, uh, previous to that, like Derek was a part of like the Yep, which is all part of the community. It's young entrepreneurs, young uh, entrepreneurs and professionals, uh, to get them up to meeting people, throw events for that. Which is uh, tons of donated time. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly it. Right. So it's, it's more donating your time to it. Um, to that, um, when it comes down to, you know, being involved in the community is, you know, just try to do anything that we can promote Hamilton as much as possible. Yeah. That's like one of our biggest things too, is that, you know, we, we want to see the city grow. We'd like to see, we like, I, I like to see the, the change that the city is going through right now. Yeah. Um, to, I feel some of the stigmatisms that Hamilton has is starting to peel off. Um, you know, you hear, uh, you know, 10 years ago, people from, you know, Burlington or whatever it is, you know, on the outside of cities, they, they didn't really see Hamilton as a, as a great city, right? And it's whereas kind of like the head and gem or now it's kind of those layers are being peeled off and people are seeing Hamilton for what it is. Well, it's massively changing. Yeah. yeah and that, that's what I'd like to see. I, I, I like to see that. I like to, you know, when I go other to other cities and I say that I'm from Hamilton because I'm very pr proud of Hamilton. Like I, I'll, I'll always be proud of Hamilton. And it's like, you know, the, the, before it was, oh, you're from Hamilton, but now it's kind of like, oh, you're from Hamilton. Oh, it's very nice there. Right. They're kind of seeing what it is. Yeah. Well, in the restaurant industry and everything. Exactly. It's yeah. wild. Um, what would you give, for advice to, you know, the next generation or, you know, someone that wants to get into the real estate industry or even into the market, you know, what kind of advice would you give to like, you know, say younger Dan? Uh, to me, I, I, yeah, see, that's one thing that uh, I wish I would have done is started in real estate even earlier than I did. Yeah. So I've been in it like five and a half years or so. So I think it was around, uh, 26 when I actually got my license. Oh, okay. Um, I wish I would have done it at like 20. 
because I, I do think it's the best uh, industry to be in, in a sense, if you do like sales. Um, I, I think, you know, there, there's really no limit on it. There, there's many different avenues of sales and, you know, cars and all that. And it's, you know, I feel with real estate that there's no limit. And the people that you're dealing with on top of that is, uh, you know, professionals and, and to, to be able to, you know, talk with these people and rub, rub shoulders with them and all that. So to get in at, the, at an absolute early age, I think is key. Um, and, you know, to have, you know, to, to be a little bit fearless because it's, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily easy to deal with, you know, to, to kind of approach someone who, you know, is able to afford these, some of these properties. Uh, you feel that maybe they're on another level, but like to be, if you are fearless and kind of talk to them, you realize that like, they're just average people. They're just a lot smarter than you to be able to get to that level. And as you get to learn off them again. Um, and then with me, I find that, uh, is kind of leaving your ego at the door. Uh, you are still in the service business. So a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, but you know, there's, there's people out there, salespeople out there that, you know, they have the ego. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. I'm, you know, and all that. But to me, I, 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 I check my ego. I don't care. I, I'd rather be down to earth and you're still in the service business. So create, you know, provide service to them. Yeah. And, well, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so great to have you on the show, Dan, and just oh, kind of hear your story and kind of hear how the legacy yeah, team no, has I taken over. Having me here, yeah. Um, for everybody listening, uh, we'll have all Dan's, uh, you know, Dan and the, um, the legacy realty team come up on our page and all, all their stuff uh, for Marquee as well, if you guys want to even just take a look and check it out. Um, one of the questions we always ask, and I think, you know, big thing like Dan said, you know, how can you start earlier? Um, a lot of that can be, if you're not into, you know, certain industries is, is fear. Um, so what we always want to ask is why not me and why not now? And I think that can be, you know, taken on a lot of different avenues of life, whether it's, you know, fitness, health, um, but definitely in business and entrepreneurship. So, um, remember everybody, uh, tuning into the guest life podcast, you're going to get some great, uh, you know, some great information from some great people, especially from Hamilton. And, uh, we want to thank Dan for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Awesome.